You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the Man Coverage Show. I'm your host, Mike Payton of Pride of Detroit. Uh, today, we got a, a, another special guest for you. Now, we've had NFL insiders. We've had beat writers. We've had former players. We've had uh, tons of different uh, views of the game. But today, we're going to take another view from, from somebody we don't usually hear from. We're going to look at the photographers. And, and I've got a great photographer here with us. I've got Mike Mulholland of MLive. Mike, thanks for coming on today. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here, joining a great company. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we do all right. We do all right. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, you know, I just want to get right into it. I, I, you know, what's it, what's it like down there on the field? Be, you're one of the only guys during the COVID-19 that, that's not a player, that's not a coach or an official or a team uh, employee that gets to be on the field on a weekly basis. What's that? What's that like right now? Yeah, so right now we're not quite on the field. We're on the front row, which still just being in the stadium and, and down in the action is pretty unique. Um, it's really weird down there, to be honest with you. Um, it's pretty surreal at sometimes. Typically, there's probably 20 to 30 photographers, and right now it seems to be that there's around 10, if, if that, down near the field at all times. Um, for the most part, it's it's pretty surreal. It's when you remember in years past and looking out and hearing fans and everything and knowing that there's 60 some thousand people there and now you look out and there's just vast emptiness and it's, it's really odd and it's, I haven't been used to it yet. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's those cardboard standups there too. I mean, that's, they're bringing a lot of energy to the game. I would imagine. <laughs> Uh, what, so you get to experience firsthand what it's like to have the, uh, the, the crowd, the artificial crowd noise go on and off during commercial breaks. And, uh, I hear that's a pretty eerie thing. It's really eerie. Um, that first game, whenever there was an injury, they, they just cut the all audio out completely and you could hear the entire conversation pretty clearly, um, from, you know, 80, 50 yards away if that, and you knew what they were talking about and everything. And it was, it was really odd. Thankfully they've stopped doing that and they've just played music during that now. But yeah, it's, it's definitely quiet when you're in between motions or in between everything. And actually uh, my girlfriend is a photo card runner for the Associated Press. And she noticed last game, I think it was not this, pre not this game, but the one previous that they, audio track for the crowd noise is actually like a five minute loop. And there's a one random laugh that pops in there and I had never noticed it. And it's all I noticed last game. It was so, <laughs> you just hear it out of nowhere. And it was so annoying. 
Uh, well, I don't know if you've if you've seen a game on TV, but like the the uh, the artificial crowd noise sort of overtakes everything. Yeah. It's like it's like playing Madden with the crowd noise turned on too high. It's it's the only thing you hear. So I'm gonna be looking out for that laugh <laughs> next Sunday because I, I definitely want to hear it. I'm assuming that TV and the in in stadium noise is a little different because every time I've seen highlights or anything like that that have had some sort of crowd noise in there it's completely different which i don't quite understand why you think you'd want to hear you know some go lions chants in there listening and watching on tv but yeah it's a little odd and the tv one is a little it's so ridiculous to be honest with you just hearing <laughs> it's like a full full-blown crowd when you yeah. know mentally like it's not that at all and it shouldn't be that no, it's it's weird. I have not gotten used to it, and I don't think I ever will. And hopefully, we don't have to deal with it too much longer. But so so, I'm interested. Uh, when did you when did you first kind of get into uh, photography? Was this something you've always wanted to do, or something that called to you in college? Or yeah, really, I had never picked up a camera until I was in college. Um, I started out with video shooting sports highlights and everything from the Grand Rapids Press while I was at CMU and then that grew into a photo internship at in Jackson for the Jackson citizen Patriot and shooting sports photos, starting with Michigan state football and basketball. And as things grew, I kind of found that I really enjoyed shooting sports a lot more than the rest of photojournalism style of things. And kind of ran with it from there and haven't really looked back since it's, it's been a blast. Yeah, so so the game's all all different now. It's all digital, I would imagine. Um, you're not in a dark room at any point in time right. or doing anything like that. But uh, did did uh, did 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 they teach you any of that sort of stuff? Dark room. I I mean, I remember when I was in college, I had to take a photography class for 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 some reason. I don't know why. It was just part of the curriculum for for journalism. But uh, and, and the only thing I ever learned how to do was black and white. And um, I only just took pictures of random things like, hey, here's some train tracks. And I would do it on a side, so it would look super artistic. And and uh, yeah, man, they read me like a book there. <laughs> did you get into the dark room at all in college? I did. Yeah, I had to take three classes. I think that were dark room, and it was supposed to be two, but I failed the first one, so I had to take it again. Um, and <laughs> did the same thing that you did. You know, thinking you were gonna catch the professor off guard by some artsy tilts or anything like that with a camera and ends up, uh, everybody does that and you don't stand out. Yeah. And so luckily I ended up kind of figuring things out with digital and yeah, it's been, it's a lot different than that. I mean, I hear stories of guys who had to shoot digital at like the silver dome. I guess the, the dark room was in like a bathroom that fans were using as well. They had like tarped it off back at the silver dome and uh, a little different now. Yeah. You can do everything right from your phone just with memory cards and throw it up pretty instantly versus having to use a fax machine or anything like that to, to send photos off. Yeah. Yeah. I could not imagine going to the old silver dome, dark room in the bathroom. Oh yeah. It was bad. <laughs> uh, so, you know, um, you know, I've always been been uh, interested in in sports photography because it's something that uh, I can't do and I can't figure out how to do. Uh, how are you catching uh, 
these photos in such perfect timing. I mean, some, some of the things, you know, you got a great picture of DeAndre Swift uh, hurdling a guy a couple weeks ago, and it was just perfect. It's like, are you just down there consistently shooting pictures, like one right after the other until you get something good? Or uh, For the most part, I really have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I'm not going to lie to you on that one. Uh, okay. A lot of the time, it's, it's, just a giant, it's a giant game and trying to figure out the mannerisms of each player and with the high turnover of like college and now with the lions with, you know, running back by committee and everything, um, you, you have to learn tendencies and the steps that certain players are going to take before a jump. So like with DeAndre Swift yesterday, it's running. And then he kind of did a little, like you could tell he was going to jump and didn't know it was going to be that high, but you just keep shooting and, the best spots to be, you, you tend to figure out not by the ones that you've shot that turned out, but the ones that you've shot and didn't. And that's where you tend to learn different, different angles. And I mean, even just a few feet to the left or right, a photo looks completely different or just around the corner of the back of the end zone. A, a photo will look so different. A moment will look different or you completely miss something because a referee is in the way or another player or just their face, the celebration is different. And yeah, it's all different angles and learning, learning players as they get through their career and you get through yours. And a lot of it is just kind of anticipating. And a lot of it is also luck. So on, on average, how many pictures do you think you're shooting per game? Uh, like anywhere from 1500 to 2000, depending on the type Unbelievable. of in that last minute yesterday, I think I shot 400 alone, um, just from the celebration and everything, and the the Washington uh, their offensive series leading into that last 16 seconds or whatever. Um, yeah, it was like four to 500 photos, just that. So I'm going to I'm going to try to be technical here and I'm going to mess it up probably but so you, I would imagine you have to have like a, a fast shutter speed is that is that a correct thing that I'm saying so so what yeah. kind of equipment are are you are you down there using and what shutter speed are you shooting at for the for all the technical people who are listening right now uh, so it's like a 1600 1/1600th of a second to 1/2000th of a second um, and all that really does is just stop the motion from making anything look blurry. A lot of the time you want to stop that. And in high school, you can get away with like one four hundredth of a second. And in college, about one one thousand to one twelve fifty. Um, but pro, they're that much faster that you have to slow it down even more. And you don't think it's going to be that much, but until, you know, a ball, you know, just a laser thrown by Stafford is is blurry and everything else is still, you know, it's that much faster at the pro level. And gear wise, I mean, I have a two Canon one DX cameras, uh, 400 millimeter lens, a 70 to 200 millimeter, a teleconverter, um, and a wide angle lens with me at all games. And it's, it's a pretty light load compared to what other people have. And somehow I still have to try to get better photos than them, but it doesn't always work out. Wow. Well, I mean, that's, that's quite a bit. I, I, I'm curious also, uh, you know, where do you, where do you see sort of sports photography going from here? I mean, is it, it, it seems like we're moving more towards a visual nature in, in when it comes to sports. Um, I mean, do you, do you think that photography is, is, is going to 
be impacted by any of this? Do you think that we're going to just, it's going to get bigger. It's going to get smaller. I think it'll get bigger. It's not that the photos will get bigger or, you know, the, the right. actual photography or anything like that. It's going to be more instantaneous. The, you know, having a smartphone in your pocket and everything like that has been, you can shoot it, tweet it, and it's viral within 10 minutes. And it, that's the big push right now for, for sports photography is like getting that content out as fast as possible. And like for the Lions team photographer, they're able to throw images out right away. You know, once they're shot, whether it's a runner or sent wirelessly, it's bam, right to an editor and they're able to send stuff pretty quick. Um, same thing with a lot of like associated press or anything. Um, but for the most part, you know, the free press, the Detroit news and me, uh, MLive, we're all kind of alone or we have another shooter there. And that the big push is to try to get those photos out as fast as possible with one person as everybody else has with multiple people. And so the big push will be is just not necessarily like the desire for photos. It's to, I don't think that'll change. It's, it's there. It's going to be here. Um, right. Maybe adding video to that or you know, sort of animated stuff, but I think it's just going to be, I want to see that right now. And how do we solve that is, is the big question. Sure. Uh, so do you have any favorite shots or any, I mean, things that you, you know, like uh, you've taken a picture of something you, and you, you got to keep one for yourself because it's, it, you know, you're really proud of, of what you did there. I mean, is there any special moments you've been able to capture? Yeah. Um, the Kelvin Johnson leaping touchdown, in on Thanksgiving against the Eagles is still like one of my favorite photos I ever took. And I think it's, it's a sweet photo. I like it. Um, but the story about it is pretty cool too. Um, it's complete luck and accident as to how that turned out. Which, yeah. Let me tell you. Well, t- do tell, do tell. Yeah. <laughs> so we were editing, it was in the third quarter, I think. Um, and we were editing at halftime, all the halftime photos and stuff. And the thing about the lion's photo room is the tunnel is on a hill at Ford Field. So you have to go up a hill really far. Um, I think we mapped it out. We mapped it out one time, and it's like almost a quarter-mile round trip. Um, and the players are there. The Both play, both sets of teams are there. Um, and you have to, like, show your credential to, like, six different people. And it's always just a, causing a big issue. Um, and we, we were editing, or I was editing, and another guy, Dan Mears from the Detroit News, and – we saw that they were, the lines were driving. We both grabbed our stuff and ran down and got to the end of the tunnel. Sure enough, we, we both plopped down. We shoot that it's that play was the next play. Once we arrived and Calvin catches the TD right in front of us. We both look at each other and we just immediately run right back up. We were down on the field for maybe 30 seconds. And we both ran right back up to the photo room and got those photos out because that was pretty much the story. It was just how wild that touchdown ended up being. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a fun Thanksgiving game. We haven't had a fun one like that in a while, but that was, that was a good time. And Calvin Johnson certainly went off and I mean, he had to have been the most photogenic player to come through Detroit here in a while. I would imagine. Yeah. It was kind of bummed that I came in in 2013 and it was kind of near the end of his career. I wish I would have been able to shoot a lot more of it. I'm glad able to shoot Stafford and, uh, Marvin Jones and everybody there. They're a lot of fun to shoot. So I, I, before we head to the break, I, you know, I, I 
I'm wondering, you know, you and you and, and friend of the show, Ben Raven, uh, and uh, a former guest, obviously, you guys have known each other for what your entire lives, right? Yeah, we met in like sixth grade and he was still like six, three, you know, he's like six, six. <laughs> and I was like five foot four when we met. So True. it was pretty different. And it's it's still that way. Um, I like the <laughs> joke that we're basically Mike Wazowski and uh, the other guy from Monsters, Inc. whenever we wander into a bar. Yeah. <laughs> now, did did he ever did he try to get you into wrestling in Canada or anything like that? Did you ever no. consider strapping no, on the boots and no? no I you. He used to always try to dunk over me in basket in high school though. I mean, did he ever succeed? No. 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 <laughs> he did. He did not. But all the stories about his his eating habits or anything like that when when old fat Ben was around, absolutely true. And they were disgusting. Yes. We've, I've heard of the, uh, the, the little Caesars hot and ready folded in half with, I think you put ranch in there or something like that. Ranch, and then tie it together and put it back in the oven. Oh my God, man. No, that's, that's too much. That's just too much. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get Mike's thoughts on the lions, uh, on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Man Coverage. We've got uh, M Live's Mike Mahalan with us today, photographer, uh, a guy that is constantly seeing the lions, whether it's through a lens or uh, or up close and personal. Um, I'm not going to get any anything too technical from you, I don't think, but we're not going to ask anything too crazy. But what what are you seeing down there? What do you think the problem is, Mike? Oh God, I I got to be honest with you, it's the coaching and the complete just. If you look at other teams like Washington this past game, they were they were amped early on throughout the entire game, late in the game, everything. They were all they were all there and all right on the sideline cheering each other on, whether it was offense and defense. And basically the lines are the exact opposite of that. Everybody kind of minds their own within the position group or anything. Um, you know, you'll get random players talking to other, you know, offensive or defensive players, but it's not at all like a giant group of players. It seems, you know, you can always find a certain player by where they're at on the, in relation to like their, their position group. There's always, there's always somebody there. And it's, it's really odd And Michigan football is the same way it seems. And it's just, there's no real team team bonding type of thing going on. It's, doesn't appear to be any camaraderie down there. Okay. That's interesting. Now you, you shot the the team when Caldwell was around. I mean, would you say it was different then? I mean, it's somewhat documented that obviously they had a lot more fun under Caldwell. Did you see it? Did you see that on the sideline? Oh yeah. Yeah. You'd see it even just in like chippy plays on the field or anything. Everybody stood up for each other and you know, now it's, it's a lot different where it's kind of like, Oh, I didn't see it. And, you know, you'll see it every once in a while where there's, you know, Stafford gets late, a uh, late hit or something like that. And an offensive lineman pops in and kind of hits back. But yeah, for the most part, it was even like Caldwell, the Caldwell era, you'd get people coming off from the sidelines and it wasn't that they would like 
benches clearing or anything like that, but you'd get guys to wander out onto the field and back the other side of the ball up, you know, and they all, they all looked like they would want to just go to battle for him every week. And you don't really get that now. I think that's pretty telling. That's, that's something that we, you know, we don't really hear much about because obviously in the COVID uh, era, you know, we can't really see anything that's happening on the TV, at least on the bench, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that is pretty interesting. And Bleacher Report put out a story uh, early last week about the, the end of the first season with Matt Patricia and how the players were popping mimosas in the locker room because they were so happy that it was over. And it seems like nothing has improved since that time. So yeah. hearing that from you really, really kind of shows that, uh, that things are just going downhill. And it seems like every time somebody wants to be here, they're like, eh, never mind. You know, like even with, you know, whether it's Golden Tate and just letting him walk and I get the whole on the field type, type of everything, type of, you know, evaluation and everything. But at the same time, like you want people that want to be here and you can't really just let them walk away or let them hang in the hang by a thread, like kind of Galladay is like kind of just sign them and call it a day get it over with. Otherwise it's just going to drag on and on and on. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, and I, I might be the only one who, who keeps saying it, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I think that Bob Quinn's going to wind up getting let go and Kenny's not going to want to sign uh, with, with a, with a new GM, new coach and, and just try to have to learn everything all over again. I, I honestly think that's what's going to happen. Uh, I guess we're going to really see when we get to that point, but where where do you see things going forward uh, in terms of this season and 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 past this season? Do you have any hope? No, uh, I think they've got a couple couple more wins in them, but not a lot. I mean, and they're going to be wins like you saw on Sunday, where they just sneak them out at the end and really have no business winning that game due to the fourth quarter and the meltdown. Um, yeah, I think that's either going to catch them or they'll catch those games a lot. and Or they'll just go beat somebody they have no business doing it, and it'll be the same old Lions again and again, where, you know, it's just, why are you winning this game when you know draft positions matter right now? Or, you know, if you win this game, they might hold on to a random playoff hope or anything like that. But, yeah, I don't really hope, I don't really think that they're going to, amount to anything this year and probably next year either if they have a new regime unless somebody can do a Caldwell turnover on that first first type of season yeah that's that seems like a, a tough ask but seems like a really hard time to be a, a football fan in the state of Michigan with you know obviously you've been shooting the Wolverines too and 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 you've had a front row seat for that tragedy that's going on there um, but you could see my hat right now. You could see that I'm loving every single minute of Michigan losing football uh, because Michigan State beat Michigan this year. And for me, that's when the college football season ended. I no longer have to care about anything else. <laughs> that's all that I wanted was Michigan State beating Michigan. Um, were you, into, were you, did you think they were that? going into that game? Did you think they had that in them? Oh, I never doubted it for a second. <laughs> All right. I, I think, <laughs> I, in in my opinion, they uh, they hustled Michigan. They lost to Rutgers on purpose, on purpose, so that they could get you know catch Michigan right where they wanted them. But what were you on the field for that game, Michigan, Michigan State, or or in yep. the front row? Yeah, I was I was right there watching the entire thing. It was it was really weird. They just straight up 
they showed up like they haven't showed up in years against, you know, under D'Antonio or anything. They they came out ready to play. And they executed everything exactly the way they were supposed to. And then Michigan looked like they didn't even know who they were playing half the time, whether it was in-state rivalry or anything. You You would have thought that they were playing a scrimmage the way that they were behaving on the sidelines. Not, you know, they were just down the entire time and it just looked like they didn't even want to be there. Well, not to not to. I know this is a Lions podcast, but not. Uh, but we're going to go a tiny bit into the weeds here. Were you there for the Michigan State uh, Michigan game where Michigan, uh, you know, foiled the punt and and did you shoot? Did you shoot for that one? Tell me you got some great pictures and can I buy some of them? <laughs> I actually didn't. So we had two shooters there that day, um, and Melanie Maxwell, who is now a photo editor at the Detroit Free Press, she. She was in the corner that Jalen Watts Jackson ran to, and I was in the other corner ready to go um, right for the postgame stuff. And that had been the plan for a while because um, if the play came to me in that corner, like you were going to get any sort of reaction just with a wide angle or anything. And unfortunately, he went the other way, and all I got was just celebration photos from Michigan State, which it happens. You shrug it off quickly and, and move on. But I was, looking back, I, I wish I would have been on that side. Oh well, maybe yeah. next time. Yeah, right. Maybe next time. <laughs> All right. Well, we got one more segment to go through with you. We're going to do the the uh, the lightning round with you. But before we get out of here, is Cooper Rush ever going to play in the NFL as a starting quarterback? Damn it! I hope so. <laughs> that man's a hero. In, in, Cooper Rush in Central for Michigan. All right, Cooper Rush for Heisman. Big thing. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I don't. Okay. Uh, uh, All right. We'll be, uh, we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to uh, man coverage. I'm your host, Mike Payton. Today we've got Mike Mulholland from M live. We're going to put you through the patented pride of Detroit lightning round. It's 10 questions. It's uh, food related sports related, uh, entertainment there's some apparel questions in there maybe some philosophy things who knows uh, everyone has survived it your friend ben raven survived it are are you ready to take part this is actually the only reason i'm doing this right here this part this part right. <laughs> you just really well okay that's cool yeah no problem all right so let's start you off uh what are you watching right now what are you streaming what do you got on netflix hulu what are you getting into uh, so I watch Psych repeatedly. I've seen it like 12 times through. Uh, Sean and Gus are the best thing ever. But uh, right, we just finished Queen's Gambit, and New Girl is currently on as well. Queen's Gambit. I've been hearing a lot about that. That's the chess movie, right? Or is yeah. that a show? It'll make you really want to learn how to play chess and feel like an idiot when you have no idea what you're doing or what any of the pieces are. All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check that out. I I suck at chess, and but but I would like to see this movie because it certainly it, looks interesting. It's really good. It's phenomenal. And uh, Psych, uh, are, are you uh, you're the second person that's uh, that's come on here and, and talked about how how great Psych is. Tori Petri really liked Psych as well. It, are you? Did you watch the movies? Are you into all that? Or I am. I am. Uh, it's your I, top top show. Yeah. It's it's. The best show out there. Highly recommended if you hadn't seen it. It's on Prime. It's my plug. Okay. 
Well, you know, it's no fresh Prince of Ben there, but it's all right. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, who's your favorite football player ever? Uh, Kelvin, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to argue. It, it, he's He was incredible, even though he's currently doing everything he can to break Lions fans' hearts. Uh, all those bridges, uh, you know, he was he was a lot of fun to watch and, and yeah. really cute and be alongside at, at practices and at game day. And he is a lot bigger than you think. Yeah, it's a shame that, uh, you know, I never got to meet him. We got our credential the year after he retired. So it uh, that was a big bummer. But uh, Kenny Galladay's cool guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Backstreet Boys are in sync. Backstreet Boys. Whoa, that's controversial. You're the first person I think. Well, okay, uh, I think uh, Dave, uh, Dave Burkett said said ba- uh, Backstreet Boys, but he didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> I, um, so why Backstreet Boys over in sync? Uh, so in college, we actually my roommates and I, instead of studying for finals, we made a uh, quit playing games with my heart music video, and it went somewhat viral around campus at CMU, and then immediately got called for copyright infringement, which was completely fine because I would much rather that be gone than up there still. And so there, there, there is no proof of this video anyway? Not, not that I know of. It might still be somewhere, but I can't find it anywhere. All right. Well, I will make it my mission to find that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do some investigative journalism on this one. Uh, if you can find it, I hope you share it. because I, I, Oh, I will. I will. I, I, better than you think. <laughs> uh, so uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. Yeah, you got to go dogs. Got to go dogs. I mean, I have both, but, you know, my dog, I love my dog more. Don't tell him. Don't tell the cat that. Um, what's your favorite movie? Ooh, uh, I really don't have one, to be honest with you. I'll watch anything. That's interesting. Yeah. That's Yeah. Anybody has any recommendations, I will gladly take them and I will watch it and probably enjoy it. Um, but yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So uh, every week I put one of my, I put my guests through a scenario and uh, Mike, you're going to be no different. So let's see how I want to do this today. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I'm going to, let's, let's give you, Let's put you on the on the twenty five yard line. Your opponent's twenty five yard line. I'm going to give you oh geez, let's say thirty five seconds left. No timeouts, and you've got uh, Cooper Rush and the current Dallas Cowboys team. So let's pretend Cooper's starting uh, over over Andy Dalton or Ben DiNucci or whoever the hell they got this week, and. Uh, go ahead. How, how, how are you going to win this game? You're down oh, six. I'm down six. Down six. Oh, God. Uh, Cooper Rush is running a QB sneak for 25 yards, and he's scoring, but he's going to backstep in the entire time from the 10 in. Uh, oh, really? He's going to backstep in? Well, that's, doing it. I think he's probably going to break his leg somewhere around the 10, but <laughs> I don't know. No, you got to ride the rush train. He, you don't trust him to throw. That's why he's not playing. Might as well use his feet. He's going to get his chance this this year. I'm sure he will start a game this year. I mean, the Cowboys, the season is almost over. So maybe you will get to see him backstep into the end zone one of these days. Here's hoping. <clears throat> All right. If you could be a pro athlete, what sport would you play? 
Uh, you got me here. Probably baseball, except I can't hit and okay. I don't even really enjoy it. Well, in, in this world, you're good at things. You're good at, you're a good athlete and you can play baseball and, uh, and but yeah, tall. most people pick baseball. Am I taller than it's what I am? contact Or is it just well, me being yeah, good if you, if you, uh, if you want it to add being taller in there, you could do that. Let's say you're, you're six foot four. All right. All right. Then, uh, I'll go with football and oh. I'll be a slot receiver. Oh, I like it. Okay. <clears throat> did you play football in junior high or high school or? Uh, I did, did you play, play any high and then got rocked in the Oklahoma drill and quit the next day and ran cross country. Yep. That Oklahoma drill will do it. <clears throat> All right. Uh, what's your go-to pizza toppings? So pepperoni and green olives together. Or uh, my girlfriend and I, we always get pepperoni, bacon, green pepper, and red onion from Pie Sai in Detroit. Okay. Yes, Pie Sai. The, the only reason I know what Pie Sai is is because of you. So I, I'm very happy that you told me about that place. The tamale pizza is incredible. <clears throat> Definitely recommend that for everybody. It's right by the Wayne State campus. You got to go check it out. It's it's good pizza. Yeah, their current weekly pizza, uh, they do a special one every week and. It's in honor of Alex Trebek. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. for sure, man. I'm the best to do it. Uh, Nike or Adidas? Nike. All right. So here's the big one, Mike. This is this is the top question, the one that everybody wants to answer. Are quarterback wins real? No. Okay. Elaborate. They're not. It's all about team win. Quarterback wins. It's a useless stat. I have nothing. Not even gonna pay attention to it. All right, I like it. I, that's. I mean, that's the best answer. You, you just put it right out there. It's not real. We all know that. And uh, yeah, I like it. All right, Mike. Well, I want to thank you for uh, for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your uh, coming on and giving us some some photography uh, expertise. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? No, no. Thanks for having me. Um, hope to see you all on social media and back in the stands and in the press box uh, as soon as next year. And and wear, wear a mask. Where can we, where can we find you on, on Twitter? Uh, so on Twitter, my username is Mulho2MJ, M-U-L-H-O-2-M-J. All the CMU people would know that that's the global ID. Um, on Instagram, I'm Mulholland, and yeah. Yep, you guys got to go check out his uh, his photography. I think you're one of the best in the business, Mike. And uh, Thank you. It, once again, definitely appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll see uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks for listening.